Well, hi everybody. Um, I'm going to make another short video uh, about some things that you know, irritate me, which is a lot. I'm old. I'm becoming a curmudgeon. I hate everything. Um, there's been some some interviews, Oliver Stone and uh, and Putin, Putin interviews unraveling Ukraine. And now there's another really good interview with uh, Oliver Stone on a on a YouTube channel called Lex L E X. Very good interview. It's two hours long, so I didn't share it because it's two hours long. Um, but I I think everyone needs to to watch it, and even Oliver Stone, who you know he he makes a few statements in the interview about Russia maybe had done the wrong thing by invading Ukraine. Even though he really respects Putin and what Putin's done for his country, and that Putin is actually a free market kind of guy. But you'll never hear that from the mainstream because that, that media curtain has been dropped on us. It's like, don't look behind the curtain. You might see the Oz, dude. Whatever. Fucking stupid. But uh, I think... I think it's good to understand what you know what's going on there with Putin and Ukraine, and and I, I was thinking about it, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. Um, Putin is he's a master chess player, and everybody says, "Well, he's he's playing three dimensional chess," blah blah blah, but he's also a black belt, and I think it's. Judo or Jujitsu, which is similar to Tai Chi, which is action reaction. And in a lot of the martial arts, you don't attack, you use their energy against them. And in Tai Chi, it's, it's really become mastered. You know, it's like you, you take one finger and you, you can control the movements of a person by reacting in a certain way to where they can't lift something anymore because of this slight pressure that forces the body to do something that it, it, it short circuits the, the brain pathways that would normally lift something because it's muscle memory and then you just short it out a little bit by adding pressure in a different way and now that whole whole electronic pathway has now been basically short-circuited so it can't it, it, it argues with itself we're doing this no we're not yes we are no we're not and then that's how they get you off point and then you push them over or push them through a wall or whatever you know so and and Putin is a black belt in that also and so a lot of people are saying that Putin walked into a trap Putin shouldn't have done this with Ukraine blah 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 and, and they're failing to look at this from a mindset of Russia. Not Putin, Russia. Putin had gotten upset at, at I don't think it was Gorbachev, it was Yeltsin or somebody, when he disbanded the Soviet Union and left a lot of those, those areas like Georgia and stuff all just out there. They just cut them off like we did in Afghanistan. Bye, see ya fuckers. Um, and so 
Putin didn't like that. He thought it was wrong for the Soviet Union have to control all these outer areas and then just to cut them off, like, bye. It's like kicking your kid out when he turns 18, but you never taught him anything. They were Soviet. They were communist. You know, they didn't know how to make products. They'd work for the state. They didn't know how to even feed themselves, you know, basically. It's like, you know, it's like taking a, an animal and then releasing it into the wild after 20 years. It doesn't know. All of its instincts have been bred out of it and everything. And, and Putin thought that was wrong. Well, in Ukraine, what was going on was, you know, since 2014, Ukraine had been killing Russian-speaking, you know, Ukrainians that were part of that that shedding of the Soviet Union when he just everybody was like, bye, see ya. And, and, and a lot of people got stuck in what is now Ukraine that really would rather have stayed in Russia. And so Ukraine was always, you know, blowing them up. All the, all the shellings you see of schools and hospitals and residential areas and, and people being killed, that was by Ukraine and the Nazis and the Azov Battalion killing Ukrainians, but to them, they weren't Ukrainians. They, they were Russians. They were gorks. They don't like them. You know, it would be the same as Americans just killing all these Mexican people that still live here after the Treaty of Guadalupe. You know, it's, it's like, it's history. Get over it. So, I think that when Putin knew that it was a trap, he's not an idiot, and he, and he said, if I don't do this now, when will I? Will NATO stop being our enemy? Will NATO and America stop testing Russia to see if they can break us down a little bit and steal more of our money and our gold and our fortune and our freedom and our land? Because we've been doing that since forever. So I think, you know, if Putin must have thought because he had cancer, you know, for a while, and I, and I think he beat it, but... It, Putin was thinking, if not now, then when? And if not me, then who? If I die tomorrow, do I want to leave my house in disarray? You know, just like anybody would put their affairs in order if they found out they were going to die. And I think Putin was looking at it and going, this is a perfect time to take this energy that I feel coming from the West and redirect it away from Russia for a moment, you know. And so I think it was a, a, a kind of a jujitsu type chess maneuver with him to where he could now see all of his enemies surrounding him and using NATO to, to put him in a box, to get him on the ropes. And he didn't want that to happen to his people. Because, see, Putin actually really cares about the Russian people. That's why he's been in there so long. Because in spite of what you think, he's not a dictator, you know. And, and, and whether you like Putin or not, he's a thousand percent better than what we have in America right now leading this country. So I don't want to hear about it. But I think, and, and I'm not smart enough or a strategist thinking person enough to really understand exactly the motives and the outcomes that Putin 
had in his mind for his, his maneuver. But he's grinding away Ukraine. When it's all over, no matter how complicated it gets, pretty much all of Ukraine that touches Russia all along that that area running from you know fucking Kiev all the way around to Crimea or Crimea Crimea a river Crimea will be under Russian control they're already signing up they're already exchanging their money to rubles they're already joining the banks that are being opened they are already setting up their schools Russia style so it's it's over they have ground it out they've just like a big boring machine going through a mountain we're like well they haven't hit gold yet so they're losing stupid but no they're just making progress might even be one foot or one little community a a day or a week but they're winning there it's it'll be over before that 40 billion dollars ever even sees the light of ukrainian skies so it'll happen and Russia will also found out that Finland and Sweden don't honor their word and are now trying to join NATO. And they'll, they'll continue to keep their application in there and, and do whatever they want. So there was a little side maneuver that, you know, Putin could deflect, you know, pretty easy. And, and even Turkey stopped that ball from, you know, rolling into, across into Russia's yard. But, you know, it's still, see, now he can put together a plan and go, okay, we got up here, you know, in in the north, northwest, we got Finland and Sweden, albeit little dicks, even though, you know, they signed a treaty 80 years ago or whatever it was for, you know, to remain neutral and not to join NATO or any of that bullshit. And, And so, you know, you have a friend that said he would do something, but then, you know, every time you've asked him to, you know, help you move or something, he's like, oh, I'm so kind of busy. And now, you know, just weeks before your big movie, he gave his truck away, you know, basically. You know, he's not your friend. He never was your friend. He remained neutral only because he didn't want to get his ass kicked for 80 years. But now they think they can get into NATO. And NATO, you know, I think the guy from France, de Gaulle, a long time ago, I guess 60s or whatever, you know, he didn't want to join NATO because he goes, the minute they put all of those things in your country, then if America decides to go to war or NATO, that's the same fucking thing, you're part of it. You don't get to even think about it. So think about your neighbor, you know, is is moving drugs through your yard. What do you think's going to happen when RICO statutes come down and seize everything? Uh, your yard too. And that's how de Gaulle looked at it. He's like, you don't understand. You know, we're 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 not really big countries. I mean, Sweden and, and Norway and Finland and you know, if you look at them on a world map. There may be, you know, one of them may be the size of like a county in America or Texas, you know, like Ukraine isn't much bigger than Texas. So they're going to put all these nuclear warheads in Texas 
And then when America does something stupid and, and China bombs the fuck out of us, Texas will get hit with the most. See, it's just like, you know, we build all of our nuclear missile silos way out in the cornfields and shit back in the day to where they knew they would be on a map. And if there was ever a nuclear war, all of our farmland and, you know, all these open space areas would get the shit blown out of them. But it's better than putting the silo in your fucking city. Well, uh, some of these countries are not much bigger than a city. They're, They're really tiny when you look on a map. It's like... You know, they don't even have room to print the name of the country on a world map. So it's like often and there's like a little line that goes, see this dot? That's Transylvania. It's a country. No, it's it's a town that should be part of Europe, you know. like So de Gaulle was like, no, 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 don't join NATO, you know, because they're going to put all this dangerous shit. They're going to give your four-year-old a loaded gun. And then say, don't pull the trigger until we tell you to. And it's like, quick, pull the trigger. And then your kid shoots you. I mean, I don't know how to put it any simpler for people that aren't really good at, you know, world geometry or geography and have a world map on their office wall like we do now. It's just a boom. And, and, you know, and, and it's, you know, like everything's really big. It's like three foot by five foot or something, six foot map. And when you get into Europe... In all those little countries, they're still really small, and you can't read the name because they only printed it at 600 dots per inch, and it's on canvas, so you can't read it. You're like, what is that? And so, you know, when you think about it, NATO is a really bad idea. It was created to keep an eye on Russia, who for the last, you know, since the 90s have been working hard on being free market building up their economy, building up commerce and products and commodities. And, and apparently, from what I'm seeing now, have done a really good job of that. You know, because they don't, they, them sanctions, to, to, to water off a duck's back, and then Starbucks, like, we're going to pull Starbucks out. It's like, good. Nike's like, we're going to pull Nike stores out. It's like, good. We don't need your stupid shit made at slave labor camps, you hypocrites. Take your shit. And, and get the fuck out. So there's Starbucks, McDonald's, probably Burger King and any of the other fast food woke places and everything that are pulling out. Well, that's so what? Russia doesn't have fast food. Like somebody was like, they're going to take Starbucks out. It's like, I think Russians have been drinking coffee since they've been drinking vodka. They don't really need Starbucks. You know, it's just virtue signaling. From Starbucks and McDonald's and all these companies. It's not going to hurt Russia. <clears throat> so here's Ukraine. You know, not Ukraine. Take that back. Here's NATO. Designed to keep the Russians and the Soviet Union and communism out of under check and out of America. Actually, it's to keep Europe in our pocket. And so, and meanwhile, they're no longer socialists or communists. Now they're free markets. And they're like, hey, why don't you take NATO and do something useful like go fight the drug cartels in Mexico or something instead of, you know, looking over our shoulder because we've been on your side since forever, except one little hiccup back when we were communists. And now that's over. It's such a blip in Russia's history. It's, it's insignificant. And so I think, I think Putin did the right thing. 
by invading Ukraine. I don't even call it, you know, invading. They just went in there and, you know, kicked the bully around a little bit and says, knock it off. You're hurting our people. And then America got in there. So now every dollar we spend over there is killing more Ukrainians because Russia could have slapped them down and got them under control, you know, a long time ago. We wouldn't allow that. And so this, all the deaths in Ukraine and Russians are our fault. It's nobody else's fault but America's fault. And, and Putin has now brought that to light. And when he pulls off what he's going to pull off, everyone will look to Russia and go, wow, maybe we should be allied with you instead of those fucking Americans who haven't had our back since World War I began. 